Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It's now time for Market View. Uh, quite a few issues we'll be looking at, but first. Closing bell. Singapore stocks opened weaker today following overnight losses on the global market. So in early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.4% to 3,169 points after some 65 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, off to the closing numbers, we do see the benchmark Straits Times Index closing in the green. It's up 0.29% for the day at 3,189 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 830. 36 million sing dollars. The gainers outnumbered losers 246 versus 243. Top advances for today we have JMHUSD, Jardin Cycle and Carriage and UOB, and top decliners New Incorporation USD, Venture Core and SGX. Now, in terms of companies to watch for today, we do have Fraser's Property because the group announced that it will start a partnership with SP Group to develop and implement smart energy solutions at an industrial park. In Vietnam. And meanwhile, from the impact of missed payments by Chinese financial conglomerate Zhongzhi to listed firms in the country to the Jackson Hole Symposium underway in the US, we've got more international headlines and focus. Now, for more market news and views, let's speak to Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at Sias Ben. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Indian. Great to have you on board. And let's start with the usuals. How has the SDI closed for the week? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers? Well, the SDI turned in a rather muted performance this week. Uh, it's up 0.5%, pretty much a middling performance. Uh, not as good as Japan and the NASDAQ, but uh, better than the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and, uh, of course, most of the other Asian markets. Uh, C-Firm was up 5% for the week on the back of news that its uh, LCLA rig was delivered on schedule to clients, so that's all good. Uh, as for the rest of the SDI component stocks, pretty much a uh, mixed bag. Right, Benjamin, uh, looking at Fraser's property, the group announced yesterday that it will start a partnership with SP Group to develop and implement smart energy solutions at Binduang Industrial Park. This is over in Vietnam. Uh, how important is this for Fraser's property? Well, so I'm going to go on a limb and say that uh, on its own, it's probably not going to move the needle. Uh, but as a value proposition, it's probably a smart idea to enter the smart uh, clean energy market now as opposed to later. So at Sian, we've seen uh, tenants as well as investors uh, increasingly focus on developments that have got clean energy initiatives organically built in from the start, right, rather than tagged on later on. Uh, and if you look at the financials, there's actually potential savings as well if you build all these uh, things in the start, uh, simply because upgrading a brownfield development to incorporate clean energy is uh, rather costly. So it's all good, but I think the payoff is probably going to come later on. All right, uh, Ben, let's uh, take a look at Taka Jewelry. It reported a 32% drop in net profit for the fiscal year, uh, second half at least, to $2.7 million. Net profit for the full year, though, grew 53% to $9 million. So what do you think? Well, I think part of this is probably explained by seasonality. So if you look at the company's historical uh, financial performance since uh, 2020, uh, it looks like the company tends to have a far better second half uh, compared to the uh, first half. Uh, Mm. But second half 2022 was very much an anomaly where the company Mm. did better than the first half of 2022. Uh, So we are comparing second half 2023 to a historically high base in second half 2022. Uh, but of course, this slowdown was uh, more than made up 
uh, followed by Takas, Della, first half. Uh, as you've already pointed out, full-year results is up 53% from the previous year. So that's all good, actually. Mm, if you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at SIAS. Well, Ben, let's uh, turn our attention to look at some regional uh, news for today. Uh, economists in a Reuters poll, they said the Bank of Japan is expected to start downscaling its massive monetary easing only in a year's time. To what extent do you agree with this, though? Well, I think the BOJ probably wants to make sure that inflation is entrenched before crossing back on its uh, easy money policy. Mm. So if you recall, Japan has had uh, zero inflation for most of the last three decades. Yep. Um, so it's a golden opportunity for the BOJ to move the Japanese economy back to some sense of normalcy uh, as per the rest of the world. <laughs> But uh, again, we need to consider the macro headwinds. So you've got high interest rates in the US, you've got the Ukraine war, you've got China's slowdown. All these are risk factors to the global economy. So it does sound just about right to curtail easy money only next year rather than now. And let's talk about China, Ben. I know you are focusing on uh, this uh, Zhongrong, which is a trust company controlled by Chinese financial conglomerate Zhongzhi Enterprise Group. Mm. Now, Zhong has missed payments due to, I believe, at least six listed companies, according to Nikkei Asia. Are we seeing any substantial contagion effect on the broader Chinese market, though? Um, well, sure. Uh, it's, but it's not just Zhongrong, but also Country Garden. Because yeah. the problems, yeah, this problems that this, these two companies are actually intertwined, right? Because Zhongrong actually invested uh, quite a bit of clients' money into the property sector as well. Um, so the clearest sign of contagion is uh, probably anecdotal because we do know that foreign investors have been pulling money out of China's uh, stock market. Like there's, no, there's no tomorrow, right? So it's not yeah. just the stock market, but also the bond market. Uh, so there's been a significant net outflow of capital by foreign asset managers, foreign uh, hedge fund managers. Uh, as of last week, Friday, the Hang Seng Index, of course, is already now uh, classified as a bear market, having dropped 20% from its high. Investor sentiment is still very poor. The fear is, the fear is palpable, actually. Um, so as you can see, it's a big issue. Uh, we don't really see the... Um, Anything else happening right now? But but if you look at it from a you know different angle, right? Mm. The Chinese government is responding by doing a lot of things. So they're easing mm. home purchase rules, asking banks to help support the Chinese stock market, uh, embarking on a charm offensive to try and attract back the foreign investors. Yeah. Um, so they're doing all these things. So you know there's problem there, right? Yeah. Now, Country Garden is currently in its 30 days grace period. So if it doesn't come up with the money <laughs> and it defaults on its bond commitments after these 30 days, right? Zhongrong is going to be an even more precarious position. Don't mind me following up with this, though, because when we mm-hmm. talk about Country Garden, the next name that comes to mind is Evergrande. And in yep. fact, Evergrande Group's uh, Property Management Services Unit posted 43% increase in profit in the first half. Um, I know it's an impromptu question, but... Do you think that is going to provide any confidence boost, a little at least? Um, probably it's tangential. The reason mm. is because um, China Evergrande has got the, it's kind of a conglomerate, right? So yeah. you've got a property services part of it, but then you also have got a property development part, the development and construction part of it. Now that sector or that part of the organization is yep. uh, doing really, really badly because uh, as you already know in China, people don't, pay for their homes when they actually collect the keys. It's not in Singapore when you start paying the, you know, when you get the keys and TOP, right? Yeah. But over there, once you put down your, your, your deposit, you're going you're to start paying. Then you're going to get your house five, six years later. So a lot of people or potential buyers in China have stopped doing that because they, mm. they're not sure where they can actually get the apartment in five, six years later. 
And that's where you have got this cash crunch for a cash crunch for China Evergrande as a whole. So the services part of it, they're making money, this bit, but it's not going to move the needle because there's a rather small part of the business. So the, 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 the main bulk is basically the development and construction, and that's still in deep trouble. You know? mm. And before I let you go, Ben, the Jackson Hole Symposium is underway right now as we are speaking. Fed Chair Jerome Powell is set to speak tonight about, I believe, 10pm, and expectations are for policymakers to hold rates steady next month, but about a third chance of a 25 basis point rate hike. Uh, other central bankers, including Cleveland Chief Loretta Mester, they're set to speak to the media as well. Are you expecting any major surprise? Um, the short answer is no. Uh, yeah. So the Fed is the central bank for the U.S., yeah. uh, but the Fed also monitors global economic trends. Uh, so China uh, has been a spotlight for the last two weeks uh, for good reason, right? So you got China, you got China Evergrande, Country Garden, Song Rong, so and so forth. Um, China's problems, if if not you know resolved, we felt globally speaking. So it is uh, probably uh, unstated by the Fed, but I think China is really very much on everyone's minds, and I don't think the Fed will want to introduce any kind of uh, policy surprises at uh, Jackson Hole at this point in time. Mm. Um, you do have the U.S. labor market still proving to be very resilient, so the Fed probably needs to give it some more time before the um, cumulative impact of all the rate hikes of the past years as to show up in employment data. I don't think the Fed will raise interest rates at this point in time because they want to give it more time for for that to happen and so, you know, taking into consideration what's happening in the world. So I'm going to be hoping, or rather, I think that they are not going to increase interest rates, but mm-hmm. I'm also rather hoping that they provide some insight into when they might consider cutting interest rates. Mm, there's always that crystal ball, isn't it? Thanks a lot, mm-hmm. Benjamin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.